0: JoeBucksFan.com
1: presents Bucks Game Day with Ozzy, the Sports Junkie.
2: It's time to get your... V-Bucks!
1: Start your Bucks Sunday with insight and outrage. Get your f- head out of your ass.
2: It's a man out!
1: All season at JoeBucksFan dot com.
0: Hey. A Headlines are ready. The Bucks are the
3: pro champions of the world.
1: Unfreaking believable. And now
0: here's Ozzy. What is up? What do you heard? Aussie, the Sports chucky back at the Staley Studios for the. Well, you've come to. You've grown to love it, learn it, live by its creed. It's its a, not just a way of life, Jake Jacobson. It's its a way of life. I think this No Holds podcast, it's a cult. There's basically a cult forming. That's why it takes me so long to get in here because of the crowd that's forming outside. And they now they've come to lifting my car into the parking lot. Well, you know my theory on this show, Oswald. If I'm five minutes late, you quit. You're no, out. no.
2: I do the show for my benefit.
0: <laughs> you do. I heard that last week. And it's very true. We do it uh, for each other's benefit. But today we do it for each other's benefit, for a common cause and a common friend and a common buddy of not only us, but how about the, the uh, sports and just all-around good guy market and crowd. For Mr. Scott Hayes joins us, Scotty Purple Hayes. It's been a long time, my man. How are you, Scotty? Hey,
1: yeah, I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? I
0: couldn't be better, and I couldn't be better today than to see your face and see so you're up and around and doing well. And uh, you know, you, I, and Jake... We go back 20 years ago.
1: We really do. It was uh, We all, I think, rolled the dice in our lives and moved to Sarasota, Florida. And uh, here we are today, uh, pretty happy that we all made that move and were able to meet each other oh, and I mean. uh, kind of it all share a common uh, love, and that is uh, this business.
0: Exactly. For those of you scoring at home, Scott and Jake had, well, and there the calls are coming in. The <laughs> calls are coming in. That's Maverick Johnson wishing to well <laughs> calling to wish you a nice re- speedy return here to the. Uh
2: <laughs> I will. I'll tell you this though. <laughs> if you remember Oz last yes. week, because. You know, I had been to Scotty's the uh, Saturday before to watch a little college football, and I told Scotty about the podcast. He said, do you think I can come on? And my heart skipped a beat, and I said, of course. And I came in last week, and I told you that we were going to set this thing up. You were so excited about it that during the course of the show, I once called you Scotty. It's the first time I've ever done that during a podcast.
0: And I uh, I, I beat you back down to size. No, you
2: I actually don't... were kind of honored. I said, it, I said
0: it's, a, it's an honor. Yeah, It's the best thing I've been called all day. So, Scotty, I assume you're still... Well, old habits never die. You are, quite possibly, the best handicapper I've ever come across. I mean, you are an artist. I've seen you at work at the dog track slash kennel club. I mean... oh, he
1: loses, but he's very good at uh, giving his point. I I can convince you how to lose money, trust me. Um, No, it can be very humbling, but I I do... I've always thought, you know, and Jake and I were talking before the show, if you could predict something correct... When you're right, it feels so good. It and I was like, it. W- like last week, I was shouting to everyone who would listen, oh, Wisconsin's going to kill Michigan. And they did. And so, you know, then you have this great feeling. But that's a rarity, trust me.
2: Well, w- and we're going to get into as much as we can in the hour so that we're going to do the No Holds Bar podcast with Oswald, the uh, sports junkie, and myself, Jake Jacobson, joined by my former co-host. And I guess we'll be always considered uh, a, a brother can't— a, a, you know family uh tandem of the scott and jake show absolutely
1: right? and uh, we're tied to that
0: yeah and we, uh we were gonna bring in uh steve huggins but then we all voted against <laughs> it so that was a
1: difficult decision <laughs> I, uh, I kid steve, we love you Stevie. Guy. there's no room for
0: a minute here steve call me next year so, any so anyway so uh-huh. we
2: were so we were talk- so having this uh, opportunity to sit here with uh with our old intern ozzy and of course my old partner who is still as i said still family and partner to me scott is it brings me great joy because we got lots to talk about and we when we do a podcast like ozzy and i do we go into different directions and as you know scotty we used to do a three-hour show there's so much to talk about to try to fit one in yeah. today in an hour is going to be very difficult and maybe we do this again we well, bring you back in there because your opinions and your thoughts are always
0: appreciated I open to our policy to you scotty whenever you got a uh, hankering, just a vent, you call me. Hell, I can't even bring the remote uh, broadcast gear over to your place. Or Hey, that's You uh, can come visit the new uh, Oslo Manor where a home studio slash theater slash music jam room, well, I won't even, it's is coming soon to a, to a theater new year, and it's about a mile and a quarter from your house. We'll this, get to that. I'll, I'd uh, like to get your opinion on this, Scotty. Before we get into the debacle that was the Bucks game and football and everything that's going on now, what is your take on A, the vote that's on the table? because I think of you every time. The vote that's on the table this November for expanded gambling in Sarasota County, boy, I think that if they, if they screw up and they vote this thing down, thinking that it's gonna be a bunch of gr- greasy, grimy uh, mafia uh, types, they're wrong. It's gonna bring people into Sarasota County. That casino, that dog track, well, is no longer a dog track. It will be a enterprise car rental. I think if they shoot this down, they'd be crucifying a cash cow to Sarasota County. And for a long time, Residents and patrons of the track, boy, I'd be heartbroken. What are your thoughts on the it, the looming vote, whether basically well, it stays open or not?
1: But first of all, for for those people that are, you know, still, you know, is, is saying, "Oh, gambling brings in a, the, a a bad element." Come on, open up your eyes. Go to Las Vegas. Take a look around. It's not the uh, seedy, horrific. Uh, I know gambling town. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, Uncle and, Sam and, is a lot greasier yeah. than the Vinnie on the corner ever was. I Go mean, for- it's
1: it's kind of like 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 certain drugs. I mean, if you're gonna tax everything, if guy wants to put a bet on a football game and the state gets the vigorous instead of some underworld person. Uh, but isn't it wouldn't that be good
0: and the, the, the vote in the law is very very clear it's called limited expansion it doesn't mean like Vegas you get off the airport you get off the plane and there's lines of slot machines at every 711 from the airport on it's only at the track only so many yeah. machines and they'll knock down half of it they'll put up a casino they're so beautiful and I imagine they'll put a little a little shrine to what dog racing was I know a lot of people hate it and crucified i i found it a charming part of my life i i, lo- I love dog racing well, it's like-, like
1: Ringling circus it's part of the it's part of sarasota oh, no, totally we, when i first uh made the decision to come to move to florida which was in the late 80s i had gone to the saint pete kennel club they had an orchestra that played in front of about ten thousand fans between the uh and this band was all dressed up, and it was a big deal. Well, think, think
2: about this. Think about Sarasota in general. When you talk about it's always in the top small cities in the country because it has everything. It has the arts, we have right. so much theater here. We have the Sarasota Kennel Club. All right, there's no Greyhound Racing anymore, but there's still, you can go there. You can wager bets on horses, uh, other dog. Uh, card dog room. Brands, card room and all that. The only issue I had, and we discussed this last month when you brought this up originally when I first heard about it, right. is the infrastructure. Does it have the capabilities, that area, to handle the, the mob scene that might be there every single day because of the great weather? So it's going to be a year round thing. Yeah, it will slow down during the summer.
0: I would say it does. I'm, if you ever, if you ever, if you go back to the late 80s, 90, early 90s, they have two parking lots there. Scotty remembers there's a back lot that they used to fill up two entire parking lots.
1: But had, yeah, you had to walk over the railroad track. Right.
0: Yeah. With A lovely smell of dog shit <laughs> wafting through the air. Yeah. I'm telling you, that they put that casino there. Limited expansion doesn't mean that's going to be a. a they're going to put a Luxor there, but a, a place where a the local folk can go. Like Jake, Jake hit it right on the head. We we'll have we have the best beaches in the country. Some of the finest dining, arts, museums, theater, uh, water, water. I mean, that. you throw in a small time. It's not going to be a uh, casino, gr- offshore
1: Grand Prix racing. My God, the they'd summer? be printing you, you, money, first man. First of all, you're not, you're you're not like invading the culture of Sarasota whatsoever by having a place where you can gamble It's half a mile from the freaking airport. And you put a you know? dollar
0: cover charge, and you get rid of the same riff wrap that's been hanging out there. I swear to God. It's actually like a quarter mile from the airport, actually. I had yeah. been yeah. to the track. And, well, i have been at night with a few friends to play the cards, and I'm, I just throw my money out the window as I'm driving by because I save myself the aggravation. But I went for some live racing last year. It's hilarious. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. The same degenerates are cruising down there checking old tickets on the floor. I mean, and I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm against that, but I'm saying if you bring uh, new machines, higher end, higher end, higher clientele, the card well, room's gorgeous. Well, they're
2: going to have to redo the outside facade. You, I, mean, you gotta I think
0: make they're going to redo the whole thing, Jake. There's There are so. three bids on, three bids in on the second that vote passes that they're going to buy out Collins and they're going to level half of it. Build one half one year, finish the other half, and it is going to be a showcase. And don't tell me across the street that old trailer park is going to be leveled with a new hotel and restaurants. And that whole end of town could well, again, be burgeoning.
2: Here's the thing again. Infrastructure. Does it? If the airport's there. All these cars converging. they got to widen those roads there, make it easier access to the uh, to the track.
0: That's I, what they'd have to do. I'll tell you what, man. I drove by there Saturday. Now, I'm not sure, Scotty. I don't know if you've been in there in a while. I know dog racing is no more. But technically, it's still legal until the end of 2019. Are they simulcasting till the end of 2019? Are you aware of that?
1: I am not uh, sure, Sean. Sh- but about that I, I i mean I there's a side to I was introduced to dog racing in Arizona when I was a kid and uh, I started hearing stories about finding greyhounds in the desert Right. and then like lots of greyhounds in the desert and uh, the stories became horrific so I uh, always kind of feared there might be some Shady stuff going on, and once the Humane Society got a hold of it, the sport would be in trouble, and that's exactly what ended up happening.
0: Exactly, and what I heard some sh- I heard some horrible uh, details to the pro side of shutting raising down, as far as they'll breed a greyhound to the the fastest male to the fastest bitch, if you will, and they would keep one puppy and the rest are just killed. So if, if that's true, and I'm uh, sure it probably uh, is,
2: I yeah, it is. I can. Yeah. And, I can, and
1: and no, that's those are stories that. You don't want to believe uh, yeah. but uh, Okay,
0: well then I, I'll switch it over. Do you think that maybe horse racing should
1: be nervous? Uh, boy, you know well, there that's was a,
2: that's something you know a lot about as well. This is
1: they they have tried to change. You know, go to artificial surfaces, putting more races on the grass. Every intention in the world to prevent injuries. Uh, horse, you know, yeah. I mean, it used to be where they they give just. Give horses that were lame, and they just pump them up with drugs, and they throw them in a claiming race, and uh, it didn't matter. And they, a horse would run 50 times a year, you know, for like eight years, and you know. Yeah, that's. I mean, not, a, so now it's we have uh, like horses bu- that are, you know, for every baby they make is a uh, you know half a million. Bucks. That's it. So go for every sport,
0: you're going to have corruption and and, and uh dirty uh, dealings. I heard when they found that they was they were given the dogs cocaine to make them run faster. Oddly enough, they busted them. There was. They saw 16 little legs in one bathroom stall in the men's room. (laughs) The dogs were on coke, you see, 16 legs in one stall.
2: No holds barred, (laughs) Ozzy and Jake, joined by my... uh Partner in crime for a long period of time, Scott Hayes. So it's the professor, Scotty Hayes, Jake Jacobson,
0: and Ozzy, the sports junkie. For those of you, and we're on in Chicago, by the way. Ten Ten News Talk. A quick, a quick synopsis. Give me a thirty-second background of how how you guys got together and how long the show was. You were you were tops here in Sarasota for a good decade.
2: I was doing the Florida State. I was hired to do the Florida uh, uh, Florida Sharks basketball games at Manatee, and uh, I was introduced uh, to Donnie G, who was part of putting together the uh, the coaching staff and musclemen and, and all that. And uh, when I was introduced to Donnie, we talked and he told me about this guy, Scott Hayes, who knew everything about sports. He thought he'd be good to do a radio program. This is when I was buying time trying to, you know, uh, honor my skills or hone my skills in the radio, sports radio business. And from that day on, when I was introduced to Scotty, um, that was it. We had a connection, a chemistry. Scotty has his personality. I have mine like you have yours. And the combination just made it work, and Clear Channel came calling, and uh, it was six wonderful years together with Clear Channel and another two uh, in an independent radio station.
1: Well, you know, I I go back to that very first time that we met, and you asked me to come on your show. Right. And so I listened to your show the Saturday before. He knew I needed help. He knew I I got to go in there. (laughs) I'm going, you know, you're saying to myself, why is this guy asking me to come on his show in like three weeks? But anyway. (laughs) <laughs>
0: was he late for the show? Is, is no. Yeah, yeah. This it was live. So, so, so I'm listening James to
1: it. <laughs> and at the beginning of the show, <laughs> your, your opening had a yeah. reference to the George Washington Bridge. Yeah, you Bachel- remember that. And wow. And, uh, With uh, the odd... I correct. said, this is one of these New York guys that loves New York. And, <laughs> well, uh, I do. And you do love New York. Yeah, I do. And, and so do I. But uh, I, I would never tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I did. I was a resident there for two for a couple of I years. I know you did. I know. Well, but the connection
2: was because Scotty is a much more conservative in his nature than I am, and he's more of a general manager. And of course, me being the fan crazed nut I am, that connection kind of worked, and people enjoyed our our chemistry. On I enjoyed air.
0: it. I enjoyed it immensely because it gave a an alternative to the Tampa blowhards so of the north. And I always heard the talk that uh oh it's just, they're just trying to be a mike and the mag dog rip off that jake jacob puts on that whole routine to be chris russo i said well, just meet him i don't talk the, like the, that there's no routine going on there they are they are who they are and i
1: th- i think what, what made it uh really work and um and that's not a bad it, two
0: to be it, compared to the, t- the two that's all the time i took it as a compliment yeah,
1: exactly yeah I, there were uh, received a lot of compliments over the period of time and, and that People said, it's like you guys are just having a regular yeah. conversation, like a bunch of guys sitting in a bar. And we and, brought in our and, lives
2: together on yeah. the air. People knew my kids growing up and uh, my wife and what was going on in your, in your life. So people kind of you know, just connected with well, us. Well, I
1: think the other thing, it started to get really hip to be Mr. Negativity on the air in a lot of markets. And I, frankly, got really sick of it and I was saying, what are these people expecting? And they want to fire every coach and they want to do that. And, 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 that's and, gonna and talk that's radio hosts were, were, the, were the leaders. Yeah. When Doug, came Fernandez, to coaches Doug Fernandez, Doug Fernandez to the booth, please, yeah. Yeah. Doug Fernandez. <laughs> and
2: we're about, uh, uh, as we delve into some of the things that happened this past week, and was. To be honest with you, Scotty and Oz, it was an amazing weekend. College football schedule was fantastic, and Sunday we saw some great games. In in lieu of the uh, uh, you know the loss by the Buccaneers, as a fan watching it, I mean, disheartening and all that. It was an interesting game because maybe we saw, in my opinion, maybe the best single rookie quarterback. Initial game, first game ever. A- My, I, I don't remember a, a rookie quarterback. Yeah, we had the Dan Marines. All that was sure. great and rookie. But the first game, what he did coming back on the road, three hundred yard over yards, ran the ball, made the touchdown at the end on a whatever it was seven or eight yard scamper. The guy played with so much points. I don't think I. And you know, I'm not a giant fan. But I'm a Jet fan. But I gotta, I gotta respect what I saw on Sunday afternoon against the Buccaneers. And how about Buccaneers
0: those near giant? giant fans? and Jet fans like mind you who thank God they took the the NFL draft on a tour where it's going to be in a different city every year but they booed the shit out of the Giants for picking that quarterback. That, what are you, dude? You don't know what you're talking about. I didn't know. Hey, if you ask me, he's about a chromosome away from being the younger of the, Peyton, of the Manning brothers.
1: Scotty, am I right? He Daniel Jones, and I watched well, Duke, and he was yeah, very good I and watched, very you know, there, The people that had asked me, is Duke for real in football? Because they were staying close to yeah, good teams that they'd lose, and, and they were beating teams they used to lose to yep. all the time. Yep, And I'm going, why? And then I'm, I'm kind of looking at the numbers on this quarterback, and he didn't make a lot of mistakes. No. And and uh, it didn't really surprise me that uh, he came up big in the second half, as he did. No, I, I agree with you. And
2: the whole game, even under you know a lot of duress from the defensive you know unit of the Buccaneers, who had been playing very well. Two touchdowns in to two games. Two uh, touchdowns. Up until that point, and then things changed dramatically. Why? Because. Again, defenses are now going to understand a little bit more about Daniel Jones, so they're going to be able to work with it. I don't think the Buccaneers, as most teams would be with a rookie quarterback coming in, you can only know so much. And then you're seeing things for the first time, as Daniel Jones is, but I don't think the Buccaneers reacted very well to him in the second half.
1: Well, here's the other thing, guys. Florida teams cannot lose September home games. And now, End of story. No, and, you're right. You're you know, absolutely right. You build your teams on defense to be locked and loaded with depth, you know, with pass rushers and DBs and – uh, you're supposed to smother a team like the Giants in the fourth quarter, not get outscored and lose the game.
0: You're exactly right, Scotty. We've been, I've been preaching that. I've been hearing that for 35 freaking years, how we're going to get them in our house in Tampa and smolder them in yeah. September and au- late August and September, right. and early October, and we're the ones getting smoldered. I mean, it's like the, yeah. you would have thought that the, the Buccaneers that were training up in Nova Scotia, they're sucking wind. That being said, an 18-point half, halftime lead, Jameis looked like freaking Joe Namath going in. Mike Evans with three touchdown passes. I I put it on this. I was after the initial horror. All right. We are, by the way, we are officially talking sports. Okay, we're on sports. Check check the time. Note Note the time now.
2: We are in. We are back on sports. We're on target. Scotty Hayes joining us. The old Scott and Jake show. Ozzy, no holds barred. We welcome you to the show and enjoy what we're going to be talking about.
0: All right, so after the drywall damage, the window cleanup, the TV off the wall framing that was destroyed over at the Oslo Manor, I took a look at the game tape, as I like to do. I like to break game tape. It's shot from the roof down in black and white. But you need
2: 24 hours after a game like that to let your mind just settle back. You cannot watch
0: it immediately. I did a a post-game show. It was. So, it would have been it rated quadruple X. <laughs> I had fucking fire everybody. Anti-Semitic comments, which what? is not me. What are you, uh, Mel Gibson? I called my mother and I said, "How damn you for not aborting me?" You did. You wrote that in a text I said, to me. Damn you for not aborting me. So I did. I calmed down. Then I watched the replay. The defensive line, they weren't really the culprit there. They got pressure in on the quarterback all day long. He just got rid of the ball quickly. And the defensive backfield, who I had been praising, of Hargraves and the 48 draft picks that they've made in the last three years, of Sammy Davis Jr., Jr., Carlton, uh, Edwards. All I saw were back at jerseys. 30, 25, 30 yards at a clip. And it, they were supposed to be decimated coming in here. The receiving core was supposed to be down. And they just took the second half that Jones just took over. And you just cannot do that. And then to have it fourth and five, that all being said... Fourth and five, the ball game's on the fucking line. There we go. And here goes the quarterback, not untouched. Un, I don't even think anybody looked uh, at him. Twenty yards of of gash. And like that, my my first wife. Twenty yards of gash to the. He could have waltzed into the end zone. Yeah, ball but, game. but
1: you know what? That's irrelevant because you're not. You're supposed to when you have the ball inside the thirty yard line. With a minute left in the game, you're supposed to win it.
0: Exactly, and that being said, they still could have—they could have yeah. grovelled out of there and with another greasy uh, yeah. W. And
1: if you have a two-point win, then you're sitting there going, "It wasn't pretty, but exactly. we'll take it." Absolutely, a win
2: is a win. Yes, we almost—we we almost gave the game away, but we didn't. Let's lead up to that play. First of all, as the drives go ahead on Daniel Jones's seven or eight-yard scamper. Then all of a sudden, texts were coming to me, and on Facebook, people were posting, this is Jameis Winston's time now. And I agreed. Right. The next play literally throws the ball downfield. Perfect pass. Godwin for 30. Sa- Sa- wasn't it he Evans? Hit,
0: he hit Godwin for about 15, and then he hit uh, Evans for about okay. 35 down to the 15-yard line. i saying
2: right after the texts and Facebook, sure. that play happened. So... I texted you with a just a, a hand, Yeah, get, get it done. And then Arians decides to take a delay penalty because he thinks it's, I don't care what the kicker says. No, five yards further back is not a 34-yarder to a 29-yarder. 24-yarder to a 29-yarder. You move forward. You have one timeout left. You move the ball forward. You can throw it in the end zone, or you can run the ball up the middle. But you don't take a step back, and
1: you don't get a delay of game. Well, coaching. I I've watched uh, a lot of game-ending kicks in my lifetime that were not good. Absolutely. And so, if I've got less than 15 seconds in the game, and you know, and I judge play my time out to right, and I have a quarterback who is smart like Jameis is. I'm getting rid of the football, um, and particularly in the red zone where you can really throw it out of the end zone and and, and that. Well, I'll argue the point. They should, that have, they should have thrown it once that, for the that's touchdown. That's to my, see if he was there. That's it was my, there,
0: that was my point exactly, and as to Jake too. There was, I think there was 12 seconds left when they finally spiked the ball. And even Lee from Joe Buck's fan, you can hear him at the press conference say, Hey, Coach, any, uh, any thoughts of lobbing one into the end zone? Uh, Evans was on fire all day. They seemed to be hooking up. No, none at all. And then Rick Stroud, Rick Stroud went after Jameis. Well, what was going on on that play there? Seemed to a lot of miscommunication there. No, we want to back the ball up. What well, wouldn't five yards closer be a better kick? No. He says no. Five yards, it would have went in the hook. So, hey, there's a question.
2: I, listen to this analogy. I don't know if you saw it. I don't remember if I saw it or heard it. The analogy was, and I'm a golfer, if you're a golfer and you have a three-foot putt, if you're playing for the money, you're not going to tell, you know what, let me move it back two feet and I'll take a five-foot putt. You don't no. move it back. You move it
1: forward. No. Yeah, that's why, what, as Jake, as you said earlier, the 20-yard field goal mentally to us is easier than the 30-yard yeah. field goal. and so on, And, and apply it to putting. I don't know any guy who says, I'd rather I have a 20-foot putt than a 10-foot putt.
2: Let me ask you this. Do you remember, and this is two years now that they moved it back, which I think was a great thing because the f- the 20-yard field goal <clears throat> excuse me, was a gimme. Sure. How many misses during the course of the year? Most NFL f- uh, field goal kickers... The only way they would miss that during a year if it was blocked. Basically, they're 99.9%. What a fumbled snap. Things have changed dramatically. We've and seen misses. Gustavsky where, where, you know, from the Patriots. What's his name? Steve, uh, Stephen, whatever. Goskowski. Goskowski. He missed two last week and one this past week against the Jets. And, the thing and, and he's a, he's an NFL Pro Bowl kicker.
0: The thing is, we've gone through the Aguayos, the Nick Foulkes, the Kyle Brinzes. I mean, the laundry list of shit kickers have come and gone. They were, Aguayo was horrible from the start. He never hit a groove. This guy's been hitting him. He had three in that game. He had a 52 and a 47-yarder and a 32 in that game. And he missed one. He had one block. He missed the extra point and had one block. And
2: that's what Arians is saying. He got nervous because of that. I'm thinking, what are you— This is another play. It's independent of what happened in the past. We're talking about five yards. We're. Would you rather, if it was 40-yard field goal, do you want him kicking a 45? No, it's five yards further, more chance, percentage-wise, of missing a, sh- you know, by a foot or two, than it going through the uprights. Gentlemen,
0: that was that was quest- uh, questionable coaching. Number one. The second one that's getting beat up all over the interwebs in the Buccaneer circles is the play calling in the second half. First half. Jameis is airing the ball out. He's hitting Evans. He's hitting Godwin. He's hitting O.J. Howard, for Christ's sake. His face came off the milk cart, and he didn't get in the end zone, but he had some nice uh, completions to him. You're going conservative now? After this throw, the interception by Jameis, which they got right back. You can thank thank, uh, Barrett, the the linebacker. he better buy him dinner the rest of the year because he got the ball right back on the two plays later. Right. They took the ball out of Jameis' hand, and I think they know what they have in Jameis now. They know a guy who's got some... uh, ability to move the ball but more of an ability to turn the ball over and they got the ball you out know, of his hands except
1: for that ugly ugly interception last week i thought it was james's best I performance as a buck
0: couldn't agree more
1: and it was but that one interception looked so bad that i've got i can't you know, really give him well, We, we s- know he's capable yeah, he's capable of being a really good quarterback well, if we but see also that. but if
0: but we see that Scott, he doesn't doesn't the uh, offensive coordinator left which and the head coach think well this, this kid's good he's got one lemon in him. He's got one lemon in him that just might cost us a game and a game might cost us our jobs. We're not going to take that chance.
2: Who, uh, great quarterbacks have made many mistakes, whether it be Joe Namath or Brett Favre more recently, if you got a chance to watch them. They're gunslingers. They, they, they'll make a great play and they'll make a bad play. The problem with Jameis is he doesn't win like them. Right. Jameis can't afford to make really bad throws. He did it in San Francisco for two touchdown passes the other way, and he did it last week. You can't make these dumb plays. Even if you have four TD throws, you can't throw bad, I mean, really dumb picks. You can have balls deflected and stuff like that, but you can't make obvious and, and bad that decisions. that one, like
0: I said, Jake, that one didn't really cost them anything. They got the ball it, right yeah, back, but matter. I think it yeah. puts something in the Mentally. mind of a uh, left which and to put something in the mind of Aaron's that goddamn it this game's getting too tight to fuck around with him throwing another bonehead. Pick well, like that. It, you
1: know it kind of reminds me of watching Blake Snell pitching last night. It, where you go this guy just doesn't have it tonight. And I don't know if you re- if you watched the game at all, but I mean he was falling behind. He walked three guys Are in an know, inning you, and two thirds. You, you could see it. Had he had literally I believe it was in an inning and a third he threw. Fifty-seven pitches. That's I mean, something yeah, just you're ridiculous. Out of, you're out of the game lie. then by yeah. the end in of two innings. not do it once again.
0: Here's, here's a number for you, Scotty. Going into the game that I'd have been terrified of, the Bucks were favored by six and a half points. One in thirteen in the last fourteen ball games that they've been favored. I can't remember the last time they were favored by six and a half a sucker,
2: points. It was a sucker's bet.
0: Nobody would have touched that, especially touched with
2: it. Daniel Jones in there. Again, you got to look at balls and great defensive, you know, performance the first two weeks of the season. How does he even a loss, it, but you got, you know, you look at films and you got to understand they were not prepared for Daniel Jones' ability to get out of the pocket and move the ball upfield.
0: Hargrave got smoked, scalded, and toasted. All I saw was the back of his jersey. Chasing. His one you know, like Chris Conte in that by that Steelers game, we got.
2: Cornerback, secondary man, everybody has to halt a little bit when you know a quarterback can run, and that leaves receivers wide open. And Daniel
0: Jones put it on the money. All right, so it's not the end of the season, but they can get it. They 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 can bring it back two and two. They They can get out to L.A. and bring it back. Sure. (laughs) What do you mean? Sure, anything could happen. I mean, there's only ninety thousand rabid Ram fans out there.
2: It'll be very interesting. yeah, And I just mentioned quarterbacks that are great. They have a bad game. Pitchers are like that. Uh, if they have a bad game, they usually bounce back with a p- performance that is, you know, maybe not top end of their ever, but they are big-time performances. And I haven't seen that yet from Jameis. He hasn't had maybe the opportunity. We've seen him throw a lot of yards in garbage time. But he can go into L.A., who came off a big win this past week, and defeat the Rams. That might be a telling
1: sign for the future of the Bucks this year.
2: All right. Bucks. uh
1: you know, th- that's uh, the Rams put so much. This is where Jameis is going to be. Sometimes you just have to eat the ball. Yeah. And the Rams, because that Donald uh, on the outside is probably as yeah. good as anybody in the game. He's great. Oh God, he's, he's a man child. Him, and that league, uh, Khalil. Yeah. So that, that defensive line is going to bring it uh, big time. And uh, this is going to really be a test for the both tackles. For for the bucks. Oh wow,
0: that great. That brings up a great point, Scotty. Demar Dotson on that right side, 11 years in, he got schooled. If he's not getting beat, he's getting called for a penalty. If there's one gigantic need right now, they got to get the right side of the line addressed. And Demar Dotson, great guy, gotta go.
1: I mean, I'm watching like like part of the Jet game last week, and going back and forth, and, and I'm watching. You know, every time Brady goes back to pass. <laughs> I'm saying he could, he could have freaking 12 seconds if All he day. wanted it. All day. Okay? And then I'm watching Jameis go back to pass, and it's like, God, no wonder the guy's under—, you know, under Well, you can look at the other relatively way.
2: Relatively speaking. Uh, well, you know. look the other way. If you're talking about the game with the Jets and the Patriots, if you look at Falk, a third-string quarterback, the only way the Jets can win that game besides playing great defense is giving the guy time to throw, and the offensive line— was abysmal. In NFL nowadays, yeah, you want cornerbacks who can cover players and all that. But what you really need is an offensive line that can protect the quarterback and a defensive line that can put pressure on a quarterback. That is the key. What, what do they call that in the, uh, in the middle of the scrum in that area, that the line of scrimmage? That's where the game is won and lost,
1: in my opinion. Well, I think a lot of times you just have to analyze uh, a situation where a team is or a player is going through a streak where they're doing very well you go you say why are they doing well you know yes you know well adjustments is, adjustments yeah, why, a- why is this team winning now and with the same players as last year with, you know, well yeah. then I'll
0: pose this question to you gentlemen as Ozzy the Juggy, Jake Jacobson and Scotty Hayes, a professor all under one roof all with microphones in hands it's a glorious day it is. in Tampa Bay all right James is coming up on a contract For, from where I'm sitting the average shelf life of an NFL quarterback is what five to seven years. Depends he's, how great they are. He's in his year five. What do you say to give him maybe a three-year? I'm sorry, if Jalen Hurts is anywhere near them, if they can trade up to get Hurts, I get him in a second, do and he, he can sit behind Winston. You're, Winston's not the future. Not, you live through this season with him. I
2: Well, I'm not going to speculate on what's going to happen, where they place in the draft, and what they can do. But if you believe that Jameis is, has hit his stride, this is as far as you can go, and you believe that a guy like Jalen Hurts is, is, is the real deal, then yeah, you do it.
0: I don't. I'm. I, let let the, let the season finish. What are your thoughts, Scott? Is there is there a guy out there in college you can come in immediately? Is there a free agent something we can look to? Or do you, I I wouldn't look to free. Agents. I, I don't see last last week, Jake and I talked about as it, it was brought to the forefront. Hey, Jameis didn't blow that game in Carolina. No picks. Give him his hundred and
1: fifty million.
0: <laughs> what are you fucking kidding me? Just because he didn't throw three picks, you get a bonus? I'm not buying that.
1: I um. I'd have no problem. Uh, t- to me, Jameis is going to have to play himself out of Tampa Bay, rather than. I mean, it, I mean, we still have a lot of games left. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but I like what I saw last weekend. I do too. You know, and and uh, there is. The, how about and, the dime he throws right here, is behind
0: you to and, to Evans in the end zone? I mean, that's touch we haven't seen out of this kid. So maybe yeah. Arians is a bit of a quarterback whisper. With him, he's got a. He he's got to speak in Braille. But and, and
2: finally, because we discussed this last week, I brought up the you, you draft a stud out of Alabama. And OJ yeah, Howard, I was a just going to say that. And they finally Under,
1: actually used him yeah. in a game. Yeah. But, and I was just going to say why when you've got two wonderful wide eyes, which you have, and, Evans. and and the other guy, Godston or whatever his name, is. Goodwin. Goodwin. Good, you got, you know. I, I,
0: and including two tight ends, two wide receivers. Yeah, I and, mean, and I, I, I think
1: what... when you're going to take a, a number one pick with a tight end, and Howard is kind of like Ozzie Newsome back in yeah. the day. You could split him out, and basically he was all-purpose yeah. receiver. And, and
0: getting, another who reason. Can block. A, another yeah. scapegoat has been, well, he's had no running game. Well, he's got one this year. The two-headed monster of Roe and, and Barber's getting it done. Yeah. Over 100 yards, three straight
1: weeks. Well, and, and that's the thing, Sean, before halftime, the Bucks were playing downhill football really well. Yeah. And they're mixing it up.
0: I'm telling you, Rojo is going to break. He was on the verge of almost breaking a couple 30 yarders.
1: All right. So the Rams, we go to, uh, the Buccaneers go
2: to L.A. to play the Rams. The Rams come off, which I thought was a big win going in. Now, we know the Rams so far this season have not been the juggernaut offensively that we saw last year when sure. they went to the World uh, Super Bowl and had a very subpar offensive game against the New England Patriots. So the Rams aren't playing as great, although they have Goff, who's very good. And then, of course, Gurley is, you know, amazing running back and all that. <laughs> Not but this year. But, uh, but, it's
0: killing me, my fantasy, Jake. Killing me. All right.
2: So the, if you look at it that way, they went into Cleveland coming off a To them, a sky high win against the Jets. And you got all this hype of Baker Mayfield. You got all the hype of Odell Beckham and Landry at wide receiver and and Chubb at, at running back. And you know what? They're one and two. And the Rams did a nice job going into a hyped up Cleveland ballpark and beating them. But the Rams are not the team they were last year yet. So if the Buccaneers have a chance, Jameis has to pay, play like he did for three quarters of the game against against the Giants. And if they do that, run the ball with the wide receivers, Mike Evans and Goodwin in there, uh, the use of O.J. Howard. Defense goes back to game one and two and plays their hearts out. You
1: know what? Maybe they do have a chance in that Well, I'd like to just say on the Rams' behalf, because McVay is, is a genius as far as I'm concerned, as far as the offense is concerned. And... I think if you notice, a lot of times on third down, the Rams will bring in that other, that other quarterback, and, and they can use him in, in a s- scenario where well, you kinda can like pick, a pitch to him are and you he throws a pass. Are you talk about like Hill, Hill does with Saints? Yeah. Pat Hayden? Still yeah. on the squad? No, not Pat Hayden. If I'm the,
0: you know if I'm the Rams I'd hire every home game, just have him on the sidelines. Uh, but uh, what I w- where I was We're going Warren with Beatty. Th- Warren
1: Beatty. No, but where I Heming was going with with this with, was I think teams are going to maybe get into having. Multiple quarterbacks, just as we've gone oh, yeah. into an era of multiple running backs. I don't think it's crazy to think that well, you could have different quarterbacks. Scotty, could,
0: I've gone on about that three or four times in the last three or four months. That backup quarterback slash holder slash wide receiver slash tight end slash kick returner on the New Orleans Saints. Why wouldn't every team have a utility yeah, player like that? Going, yeah. All right, so yeah. first of all, I'm Use not every position I, I, to the utmost. I'm not going to promote the Roger sawback
2: Morton uh, situation that Dallas had, that basically. Kind of ruined the team until finally Landry decided to trade Morton to Denver and keep Starbuck as your number one. But I do like the idea as you brought up with Hill, in in um, in New Orleans. I like situational guys who can come in and really screw up the defense sure. because you don't know if they're
1: going to run, you don't know if they're going to pitch back, or if you don't know if they're going to throw the
2: ball downfield.
1: I well, like that. it was like kind of like like I would say, Tim Tebow was a. Inside the ten yard line, quarterback. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, and, and so was he a good quarterback? Other than that, probably not from an NFL standpoint. Correct. But I think from an NFL standpoint, ten yards and in it's a great guy to have. Back. But you don't want him in for the whole series. You know, if you have a great quarterback,
2: you're not taking like Hill is using situationals. He might come into one play inside the ten, but Drew Brees is going to be your quarterback unless they don't they score a touchdown on the play that Hill's in there. Brees is coming back in the game. You're yeah. going to put the hands on the ball. Brady's not going out for a situational quarterback inside the ten. Right. Maybe for one play, but he's going right back in there.
0: Jake, you bring up Drew Brees. You bring up – I'll bring up Cam Newton. Neither one of them playing well. Brees is out for an extended period. Uh, Cam Newton out for about a month hey, now. So good
2: he's, for Bridgewater. He came back from his first game as a starter uh, or coming in relief for Brees, having a tough game the week before. Kudos to him.
0: How about the fact that now uh, it really is – what I'm disappointed is we don't get to see Cam Newton in London – because God only knows what the hell he would dress up with post-game. He'd be Queen Elizabeth or he'd have the big stove-type hat on. I mean, this guy, I don't know what he's on, but he's on something. He's fucking weird, man. Something's going on there. Point being, this division's wide open. It the is. NFC is wi- South is wide open. The Bucks come back 2-2. Two and two, And I don't mean to break out my big foam number one finger and pom-poms, but it's a very realistic that they get their shit together. Like this guy said, it's one game. As you said, it's one game. They're one and two. Item six and ten with competitive games. They've got eight more to lose then. New Orleans, in my opinion, is
2: ahead of class in their division, even without Breeze, because... They have Bridgewater healthy. This guy, he might not be the runner Lamar Jackson or De- Deshaun Watson or, or Kyle, uh, Kyrie uh, Murray, whatever his name is, Arizona. But the bottom line is Bridgewater can take it out of the pocket. He can extend plays, and he can throw the ball
0: downfield. Speaking of New Orleans, I was, you know, throwing some ideas around with the Bucks win if they were to win on Sunday. What's the uh, average airfare going to New Orleans? 86 bucks round trip. Wow. Scotty? Yeah. Well, they... Me and you get handicapped seats, buddy. Guess this—they this. got seats. They got round trip from Tampa for eighty bucks round trip, nonstop. You can get Saints seats for forty freaking dollars. Well, not
2: this week, pal, because on Sunday night, one of the best matchups of the early season, even with Bridgewater in there. New Orleans at home. Get up there. They're playing the Cowboys. Great that, matchup.
0: That's a good one. Sunday uh, night, great one. Too many Southerners in that state. I don't care for all that
2: south of the border riffraff. That's where Scotty and I, we went to our first Super Bowl with uh, you know, 1320 WAMR, where we saw the great game with Venetary kicks to field goal against the Rams. That would be the Patriots and the Rams. And that's where you introduced me to the, uh, what are they? Um, uh, Crawfish. 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 Oh, I think it's in the Transvestite. Crawfish, and that too. Crawfish. You know, Remember, I eat like everything. Spicy little bull, yeah, base kind of base. Oh, okay. And you got to snap that. Scotty really took his time to teach me how to eat crawfish by snapping M- its head and then sucking the meat out. much like the transvest, yeah.
0: I used to snap and suck the head. Oh, it was great. I went, a Scotty. I went about two years ago to a New Orleans junket. But I don't like to fly in on a Friday and get the hell out Monday morning. I went in on a Wednesday and left on a Thursday of the next week.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: That's, I mean, is, if, if there's not a – and for well people with our uh, disposition – New Orleans might top Vegas in my book because, A, it's quicker to get to, cheaper to get to, and that Harrah's downtown is all the gambling you need. It's got all your
1: vices in one city. I love New Orleans for a number of reasons, but you can only be there for, like, three or four days. Yeah, Yeah. we left on gurneys. We left on gurneys.
2: Every summer they have uh, two weekends of the Jazz Fest there. And when I say Jazz Fest, people like Neil Young and Bob Dylan and all these great stars go out there, and they have bands going on all over the place. New Orleans is a great—Vegas is a fantasy place. You know, you go there, it's like being on a, a on a big Rick Carnival cruise or one cruise where everything is there, in New Orleans, you get more culture. You got old
1: time flavor. It's not the, and it's, you Absolutely. know what, Jake. It's not that expensive in New Orleans. It's not like you know you go into bars and they're charging you like uh, eight dollars a drink. Exactly. Uh, you can go in the French Quarter and it's, uh, with a fifty dollar bill in your pocket and have change it's at the, the end of, of the night.
2: It's kind of like a Greenwich Village in New York, except it's, it, there's just so much history involved with the, with New Orleans and Bourbon Street and, and all that. And the food. Oh. I mean, it is second oh. to none. Uh, the food, the
0: booze, the gambling. The sports, the people, the culture. How about the oldest? I don't know if you fellas have ever gone to it. It's the oldest standing bar in the United States. Before it was the United the States. Acme? Pardon me. The Acme Oyster. No, it's a it's a little. It's about as big as this studio. There's no electricity. It's been there since 1740, where the fur trappers used to trade for shots of uh, rot gut. It's just got so much history. It's ridiculous. And I, I just was scoping around thinking maybe if the Bucks can win on Sunday, oh, the tickets would be cheaper now. 80 bucks round trip. You couldn't drive to Orlando for $80, and I wouldn't. So you're setting mm-hmm.
2: up a game between the Saints and the, uh, and the Buccaneers in New Orleans?
0: Bet your ass I am, and I'm going right. to do a, sh- a Bucks pregame show. I don't care if they lose the next – well, it's, a, it's two games away. I'll do a bre- pregame show from some bar on Bourbon Street.
2: All right, we're coming up to. I'm going to have to leave very shortly.
0: <laughs> That's a threat on podcast time. How are you going for another haircut? I swear to God, you just got a haircut. I
2: can't. I get one every month, and I can't cancel. I canceled last week. I cannot cancel your hair again. Is,
1: your hair is shorter I than, I, than I last saw you. you go well, for the crew cut, would you guys stop it? No, it is. It, it is. I just waste, saw you. I'm recently. wasting
2: valuable time here. Your hair, on the your you already had short. a haircut. And at it's this the point. Scott yeah. Jake Show.
0: Well, <laughs> so I got Scotty here. We'll go on an 18-hour you, filibuster. Do whatever you
2: here. want. It's no holds barred. Ozzy and Jake with, uh, of course, right. my co-host in crime from uh, way back when with the Whammer 1320 of Clear Channel. Scott Hayes, the professor. We're talking about the Buccaneers. I want to skim over a little bit, if you yeah, don't mind. We, we don't
0: want to waste the entire uh, show yeah. on the Buccaneers. I, like I think we picked s- at that body. six
2: or seven minutes left.
0: What's your... your, your your you topic mentioned your-
2: Wisconsin-Michigan. I want to talk a little bit about the Rays, but Wisconsin did damage at home. If you're a betting man, Scotty and I talked about this. When I looked at the line, I saw Wisconsin at home who have played great. Mission got away with murder against Army, so to speak, have not played well. Wisconsin was favored only by three. That was a betting man. It wasn't a sucker's bet. It was only a sucker's bet if you didn't take it. As far as Jim Harbaugh, who has been successful wherever he's been, from Stanford to, of course, San Francisco, going back to his roots and his former team, the Michigan Wolverines. The first two years, okay. Now, three years later, I look at this team and I say, you know what? I think Harbaugh's had enough. I think he's done. At least with the Michigan.
1: Way, the way Ohio State has just completely dominated Michigan yeah. since Harbaugh has been stepped on campus, um, there are problems in Ann Arbor. That's his... The, the, the talent... At Michigan, that everyone thought was going to come there from all over the country, Who would have thought, ain't going there. Yep. I mean, you can make his case that Michigan State's got the same talent. Michigan's got, or maybe even better. You, uh,
0: s- you say, Scotty uh, Jake, I should say, he's been successful where he's gone, which is true. He's yeah, also getting run out of everywhere he's gone. He didn't get run out of Stanford. He got run out of San Francisco. Right. He
2: took the job to San Francisco from Stanford at a high, and and that were high, if you remember, I know Scotty remembers, as I don't know if you remember, it was the game against USC when nobody, point
0: dogs. nobody yeah.
2: thought in the world and that was the beginning of Stanford's rise, and now they're starting that think, demise now. They've had an awful awful Scotty, if I'm not
0: mistaken, was that a ten, plus 10, it was a minus 10,000 or plus 10,000 on the money line if you took them straight up, and they beat them straight up, and how about your boy, red-ass Pete Carroll saying, hey, what, what's, what's the problem, man? Nothing. What's your problem? They felt nothing about running up on Stanford for the last 50 years. Uh, they didn't want anything of that.
1: Yeah, you know, people talk about Appalachian State. And by the way, congratulations for beating my Tar Heels last week. Yeah, that, I State. did not think that Matt Brown out of Tar Appalachian that. State's a nice program. And if you go back, it was 2008 when they went up to the big house and blocked that field goal at the end to beat Michigan. And, you know, people called it the biggest upset of all time. Forget about that. This is not like... Uh, that team from Hawaii, Chaminade, beating Ralph Sampson in UVA. <laughs> well, <laughs> but the, App State is continually App number
0: State, a, a yeah. division two championship
1: year after yeah. year. They're kinda of like Marshall. They were dominating at one double A and then they moved up to the big boys and just kept winning boise state's another example of a program like that all right, right so
2: the question is and then i want to just quickly touch on what Later. the rays have done this year and where they're at now with a few games remaining and whether they're not going to win it but do you think Harbor leaves at the end of the season do you think he's forced out or does he stay wow
1: well, that's a it's a good question because he's a he's a, a michigan man I know. to the bone i know and uh that's always been part of that culture and they just looked so where, dead
2: against, like they laid down against Wisconsin.
1: And, and just how the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry has just become so completely one-sided. One-sided. That, is, is and that's uh,
0: enough. You're from Ohio. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, that's enough to get you fired, isn't it? Well, that usually uh, is. If you yeah, can't beat yeah. Ohio
2: State, you're done, and vice yeah. versa. What yeah. is
0: what is uh, the script, the slimy greaseball that is a former Gator and uh, Ohio State coach? Urban Meyer. What's he laying out for? You know he's got something up his sleeve. He's well, got some of his no, slime he's, he's a broadcaster.
1: He's, he's on that Fox oh, p- sure. panel.
0: And I'll tell you another slime ball waiting in the wings, just greasing his wheels, waiting for the next big job to come down there, is old Lane Kiffen down at Florida Gulf Coast oh, he University. Goes He'll be everywhere. And a college online course. He'll keep getting he jobs. He wants an NSC, SS, SEC job and to get in there and beat and go at Nick Saban yearly. Well, he had a chance with Tennessee. What did he do? I don't know. He what, did,
1: what has happened to that program? Oh, my God. Phil I mean, Fulmer's got to rolling a in radio. his grave. You and I were on the radio when he, Tennessee was winning freaking championships and, uh, uh, with uh, T. Martin. Top so
0: three, they were a top five team for wha- a decade.
1: It's kind of like when
2: Spurrier originally left. Until Urban Meyer got there, they collapsed, and the same thing with Fulmer. Fulmer leaves, and Tennessee has gone down the drain, and they have yet to find a coach to recover it.
1: Yeah, and, the, and what did Tennessee fans want to get rid of Fulmer? So you know, uh, that's so true. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. good enough for it then. Yeah, you bit wish you know appreciate sometimes what got you there absolutely and then say okay why aren't we winning
0: all right jake yeah. well you, you touched on the rays Rays a win last night over at and red rays sox
2: are a half a game oh, it looks like oakland is going to capture you i know they're a game and a half i think ahead of the Rays or a one game ahead but let's assume and the way oakland has played the second half that they capture the first spot on the wild card right. so the second spot is going between the raising and cleveland cleveland is a half a game behind because they have one game they haven't played, so if they, if you put it as a win, they are virtually they are tied for that wild yeah, card race.
1: On Thursday, Tampa Bay will be have an off day. Cleveland will be playing the White Sox. So going into the weekend, they're both going to have three games remaining, and with a very good chance that they'll be even going in. So let's the- it,
0: let's it sets admit up for a, uh, next Monday would be a, the one one. Uh, game play in, and let's hope the raise it. They deserve to be in it, if you ask Did me. Did they
2: flip the coin yet between the three teams if there's a, a playoff for all three of the teams? I, would I was on?
1: of the belief that the first tiebreaker was head to head. Oh, really? And okay. uh, If that's the case, then Tampa Bay would host it. Okay.
0: That would be a real. Uh, t- you talk about a uh, one that's going to burn up some keypads and, and some uh, texts and, and tweets along the Twitterverse. A home game for a one-game playoff on a Monday. And is it would it be an afternoon game or a night game?
1: Uh, probably an afternoon game. Oh, boy. You know where I'm going with this. I'm just going back to the time when the same thing happened with these two teams. And Jeez. Cobb pitched at Cleveland and pitched a shutout. Right. Obviously, he pitched like seven innings, and they got a shutout. Boy. And then the next day, they had to go play the wild card game at Texas. Texas. And they beat them.
0: What, what and would then the they crowd went to
1: Boston like? and lost.
0: What would the crowd look like a week from yesterday if the Rays get a home game? God forbid that they get a paltry crowd for a one-game playoff. You'd have to think that the, they'd open it up for hobos and bums like free beer or put some fake people in the upper deck or something to – would be really They'd
1: have to avoid being a laughing stock. I so, know, and it, you so I think you'd have to almost like discount the tickets because of, of the, how the quickness of the event. Scotty, it's not like something you can prepare for.
0: Exactly. And, and I was there opening day, Scotty, and there was a sellout crowd of the lower bowl, and there was yeah. people outside clamoring for tickets. The fact, and I got in there, and I thought the well, the upstairs is now closed. I figured it's going to be all boarded off. The seats are right there. I mean, they could have easily sold another fifteen thousand seats. They, I, they don't want to. I
1: don't. Well, the, the, first of all, attendance at baseball games is such a small revenue stream in the overall picture. Of You're those. right. You know, it's all about how many eyeballs are watching their games on television, which, by the way, are a lot. And corporate and, dollars, which and, they don't get in St. Pete. Yeah, but but uh, as far as uh, if they're as doing the numbers right with uh, their their television contract... I mean, their ratings are like fourth or fifth in the major leagues. Yeah,
0: and they got a $60 million bump from 30 to $90 million per, which Sternberg, I remember a year ago, Scotty, Sternberg was on the field saying, we're not happy with just you know, competing. We want this division, and I'll spend whatever it takes to get it next year. Where's you know, that
1: it just, at? It just I know that this we've beaten this issue. Jake and I have beaten this issue. into been to the ground years and years ago about the replacement of Tropicana Field, where it should be. Hey, if you can sell out every freaking hockey game in Tampa Bay, then it seems to me that that geographic site must work pretty well. You damn should be well. able to
2: get 20,000 people regularly if you put it... I, I, I can't... Because we've beaten this down so badly, the whole thing that this is why I think Cash should win the manager of the year and you can give the organization the same thing. What they have done after the Sternberg incident where they go into the losing streak after finding out that they might be heading uh, you know, north to Montreal for right. half the seasons in, in four years, and all of a sudden they somehow managed to put things together and make it where we're watching a game that means every game
1: is a playoff game now leading up to Sunday probably. And you know, I was one of many people that laughed about the concept of the opener. I said, Oh, is this a spring training 101? And, but now when you look at these, uh, you know, let's say a, a, a playoff, an extra playoff game did happen uh, next Monday. I guarantee you, Tampa Bay is going with an opener, probably a guy by the name of Glass now, and go, take it from there.
0: Oh, I could see that, absolutely. They go in with a with two or three pitcher format for a one game play in absolutely yeah. you know jake and i broke that down at nauseam y- the young aaron jacobson by the way how about the success of your uh, your uh, nephew <laughs> Here young aaron jacobson is a <laughs> kid kid on fire or what i mean he's just tearing it up up there
2: <laughs> how do we get from wild card because i'm range. talking about
0: your son has but a place I, right there in channel side and i you put a it. stadium scotty uh, right there in the middle of bourbon streets uh, West or well, you east? Got, you
1: got the Emily yeah. Arena My right
0: God. around you'd, the corner. You'd print money, and Sternberg's not an idiot.
1: How do you not yeah. know? And you could develop that into such a like an area. Absolutely, to, you know we're. I mean, when we were talking about New Orleans before, what makes New Orleans great is you can just walk from bar to bar to bar. That's right. And you've got the potential to have that right in front of you
2: you have it in chicago right. you have it in uh in boston and now even when we went to san diego you walk outside for you can stay in a hotel that attaches to the stadium oh, you go was, outside that that. Was, that was insane i was
0: literally sickened when it came down to crunch time and i find out that not only sternberg only showed up for one of the meetings with hillsborough county the minute they that they, uh, they found out hillsborough county was not going to put a whole lot of money in they they just canceled the meetings and then that came down to a deadline the 31st well that's off the table let's forget about that after that big dog and pony show that the, the, the rays appeared all in on i mean i just don't get it there's no magic step there's no more free stadium anywhere in the u.s let alone tampa florida wouldn't you agree scotty
1: well it, it's so it seems to me so obvious what needs to be done and and I am not going to buy into the fact that this area is a bad baseball market. I'm not either. Because uh, yeah, kids, this are is in br- Miami. kids are brought up, you know, playing baseball year round. We didn't do that up north. That's true. You know, uh, we didn't have that luxury. No, that's you, But you got to also beware that the players and the fans need the luxury of a really comfortable environment.
0: A bad and baseball area is downtown St. Petersburg. Absolutely. That's it just goes to harkens back to, who the hell planned that? you got 600,000 people in Hillsborough, and they're mainly all lower income and, and retirees, as opposed to 4 million on the other side of the water. And you've got a casino there now. You've got a concert hall. You've got the, the I-4 corridor. It's so easy. You, you hit it right on the head. It's pretty simple. It's pretty freaking simple. Put the stadium where the people are at, you're going to get more asses in the seats. I've right. lived
1: here for over 30 years, and not once did anyone ever call me up and say, Hey, let's go to St. Pete tonight. <laughs> right. <But laughs> Although, no, actually, Jake, we went to Janus Landing for a concert. We did. That is very okay. good there. I agree. I like that. If yeah. that stadium opened That's
0: next it. year, I'd call you, Scotty, and go, Scotty, I don't have tickets to the game tonight. Why don't you just go hang up on... on uh, 7th Avenue and yeah. one of the new 40 sports bars and listen to the game and hang out and catch the atmosphere, you'd say when are we going?
2: Alright, listen, I gotta go. It's been an honor to be back with my partner, Scott Hayes. Ozzy, of Noah board but Scott and Jake. Uh, Ozzie. And, uh, let's try this, Ozzie, with Sc- uh, uh, Scott. Noah board with Ozzie and Jake. Right. Let's do this again.
0: Absolutely, All this right. has been great. You guys can continue. I don't care. Yeah, I we're gonna go. f- We're gonna break down the collective bargaining agreement oh, of 1981.
3: We well, got, got the
2: man. There that Billy
0: bo- <laughs> Cund not heard the last of me. I can assure you. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick timeout, and uh, we'll be back with more of Scotty the Professor Hayes. If you got a few minutes, Scotty. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I'm right. uh, actually uh, Mr.
1: Fernandez. I um, saw him outside. He was doing... He was, drove my car here. So, oh, uh, Jesus.
0: You might want to the, double up on the The insurance. longer he's
1: away, the more I'm going, oh. Yeah, the less of him, the better.
0: All right. We'll take a quick time out. I'll be back after this on the Aussie Radio Network.
1: You're listening to Drive Time with Aussie and the Professor, Sean Osborne and Scott Hay, only on Aussie the, Aussie the, Aussie the Sports Junkie. Com.
3: We'll do
2: it live.
3: Fuck it. Yeah. This Aussie the Sports Junkie guy doesn't scare me. I got chunks of guy like that in my stool.
0: Hey, this is John Daly. You listen to Ozzy, the sports junkie. He thinks he knows what's going on, but you got to get it from me. But he knows a few things
3: or two. Hi. Hi, this is Jim Palmer, and you're listening to Ozzy, the sports junkie. On.
0: Hi, this is Evan Longoria, and you're listening to Ozzy, the sports junkie. Can you turn that goddamn music down? Ah, screw you, lady. Ozzy back at the New Holds Barred podcast. i my a good buddy and mentor. You know, Doug, if you, Well, maybe as we leave, on the wall there, Scotty. Over your left-hand shoulder is my diploma from the Broadcasters Technology Institute and Training Reserve
1: oh, for myself, and signed
0: Washington. by Susanna uh, Washington, with lifetime job placement. By the way, I call. There's no one, no one uh, there to answer the phones, but signed by Mr. Scott A. So, and if I've, I've never publicly taken the chance to thank you, thanks for all you did for me, man. And it was a, it was a wild ride, and the ride's not over.
1: Was, I never ever asked you this. How was I as a
0: tutor? Was I any good at all? You were good as a tutor. Um, I remember you'd come over to the house, and the, the uh, curriculum came with you know books and everything. But I would do this, nothing to do with you, the curriculum that, that was sent to you. I would emphasize a little more on how to, how to sell remotes, how to sell advertising, how to get on the air. The, the punctuation and the on-air etiquette was dynamite. And I learned a hell of a lot from it because you, you think just being on the radio just comes naturally, but it doesn't. You have, to, you have to learn how to breathe properly, how to speak properly, how to pause and everything. And, then, and we, you and I went through all that. But if I was to, and I have a, I have a little course because I saved all the books, why not? Cause sure. Because I, I can give people, kids can come in here the first day and be on the radio. What kid wouldn't want to do that?
1: Oh, I think there's a lot of, in those textbooks, I, I found them really, there was so much stuff that I learned I on did. the tax part. I be, absolutely
0: did as well. Absolutely.
1: I mean, what I liked about it was that all the things they kind of instructed you to do all made sense, you know, as to why you would do it. Exactly. And
0: what does a, does a broadcaster's institute technology and savings reserve te- uh, diploma get you anything? No, but it gets you a hell of a lot of experience and it makes you people, meets you people in the business. And that's, you know, that's all radio is. It's all about connections.
1: Yeah, what's going to keep a person, I always used to say, from pressing the button, you know, changing stations. Right. Uh, one thing I think that does is advertisements. Sure. And uh, But, you know, when you're competing against other sports talk shows and things like that, uh, it's nice to know that uh, maybe over the last three months, you, know, you built your audience a little bit. And what's cool, know?
0: Scotty, is now with the... The decline of terrestrial radio, let's face it, the numbers do not lie that less than 10% of people even own an AM FM radio in their home. Less than 10%. Every person, every adult on the face of this planet, well, in this country, they've got a smartphone. And the smartphone is a radio that you can listen to. Uh, I mean, talk about a plethora and just unlimited topics, sports, you name it. So what I'm trying to get at, maybe there's less terrestrial stadium uh, streams to be on and affili- uh, stations to be on, but there has been, never been more open avenues for anyone to broadcast about any topic under the sun.
1: No, you're absolutely correct. and uh, But you do wonder that as this generation, like kids that are right now in grade school, they're never going to experience you know, that era of the 50,000-watt yeah. power am station that at nighttime you could hear a thousand miles away you know
0: or that dialing in that that guy that was on a station you know 500 miles away or something on right. the other coast and you picked it up just at night when you turn your your uh, little am radio the right way yeah yeah those days are gone but that doesn't mean that that same kid today is not going to have his iphone under his pillow listening to your podcast
1: that's true so, so the, the choices are <laughs> many
0: the choices are through the roof and it gets bigger and uh, I'll, I'll run this by your radio vet. Tell me and tell me right now. Uncle Sam doesn't have his beak dipped into it, but you better bet your ass. If as soon as he finds a way to regulate and govern online broadcasting, you're going to have to have a license. You're going to have to register it, and on and on and on. So I say, right now it's the wild west, where you can get on and do and say whatever you want to. So, but mark my words, Uncle Sam will figure a way to dip his beak into the broadcasting of any. Ilk, be it online I mean well, I I've got a Roku box here Scotty over 50,000 channels of every yeah. possible thing you could think of not just sports I mean it's really an exciting time that we live in I feel
1: and Ozzy, you know that leads right into our, our discussion about uh, the, the the gambling and down the road I mean the, the tax dollars you can create from basically taking the side of the bookie right which would be the state in this case, are just millions of dollars that would go to, you know, the county of Sarasota as opposed to uh, not having those dollars come in. I I don't understand where there's even 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 like a a discussion
0: Exactly. Well, it used to be the older community. The older folks would shoot it down because they think it's all De Niro, Pesci, Goodfellas. Like I mentioned, Uncle Sam's way greasier than those guys ever were. And... It's money for your community that's going to make your community. How would taking that trailer park down there, across from the dog track, buying them out, leveling it, putting up a beautiful hotel with restaurants and everything, and have people, could you imagine, uh, you want to go to Biloxi this weekend? Biloxi? We go to Sarasota for like 49 bucks out of Atlanta. We get beaches, dining, uh, theater, and you got a casino there. What would the, there would not even be an instant of thought. An instant. You look at all the hotels going downtown, Scotty. Those are hotels that could be filled with people here so for spring training, gambling,
1: beaches, I, I think people and People have to have to make up their mind as to what is your audience, okay? And on the marketing, let's say, let's say the gambling thing. Right. Is the gambling better to have it out by the airport or near an industrial park to keep it away from the quote culture, or? you make some badass room at the Ritz-Carlton a gambling parlor and uh, you have people in point? there
0: wearing tuxedos. You make a great point. Maybe there's so many degenerates there because it's in the shitty part of town. You put that thing downtown, well, not a lot of people can afford to valet park down there. I'm not saying make it an elitist place for the common Joe couldn't go to, but as far as the limited gambling expansion this November, now if we only knew somebody in the newspaper <clears throat> who could know if is the, is the sports gambling which is separate, separate from the expanded gambling in Florida, is the sports gambling vote on the bill this year, Doug?
3: Yeah, it's supposed to be in. Well, <laughs> no, next a, is this November or next November, but that it's supposed be to question. be on the ballot. And well, already on the ballot. It was, it was, it was voted on that uh, if we were to have it and the parameters of it. It wouldn't be decided by the Florida legislature. It county would be decided by, by the vote of the people. Basically, the people basically said, we don't want anything like this, and the, uh, the, the legislature is calling the shots. Well, expand Because they gambling. don't trust them. They don't trust them. Uh, so the, the voters will decide, I think, the parameters of what kind of gambling or betting it would be.
0: of limited gambling is only in areas that currently has paramutuals. Right. But and and sports so so gambling would th- be the entire state of Florida. That's yes or no in Florida. You're not going to have county by county.
3: But you're talking about in this case SKC. You're talking up up in St. Petersburg. Yeah. St. Petersburg, the Kennel Club up there. You're talking Naples. You're talking.
0: And that's a, a lot.
1: What it's in like hell is the difference between me going to the Sarasota Kennel Club and playing a game of Texas Hold'em or putting fifty-five dollars on the Patriots, uh, put up fifty-five to win fifty? What is the freaking difference between the two? That's why well, it's what? the same
3: difference. Why a gambling casino might not have craps. And another one might have craps. One might not have Baccarat. another one... I guess there's different levels on what you can have. Well, we're what not type gonna, of gambling you can gonna have. They're
0: not going to have full-blown. They don't have full-blown at the, at the uh, Hard Rock in Tampa yet. Uh, they have uh, damn near every game there. Uh, but here's the thing.
3: You think the Indians want the same thing they have, just 50 miles up the road down here? Hell no, the ain't Indians happening. are going to spend
0: billions. No. Billions to shoot that thing down. It's called a monopoly. That's yeah. what we'll probably... You know what? Hell, who else is killing it? Disney. Disney doesn't want to lose a penny... To people who want to come to Florida and not go to that hellhole, I would rather shove my head in an oven than go to Disney Disney World during the summer or spring. Just what, disgusting. What are,
1: what are the, what are the uh, gambling laws in in um, Orange County? Meaning, you know, the Orlando area. It, they, well, I, I know, they, they used have, to have a dog track yeah, there. Yeah, I think they still do have a dog track. So that'll be on the ballot. That's there. probably uh, an off-track betting place similar to this one. Let me tell you something.
0: We talked about the Rays' new stadium. How about this, Scotty? You go to you live in Poughkeepsie. Well, let's take New York because you can gamble. Let's take that out of again. You live up in uh, Delaware. You want you're a Yankee fan, Philly, whatever fan. You want to come down, take the kids to Orlando. You want to catch a uh, concert, perhaps in Tampa. Say, not even a concert. The kids want to go to Disney World. All right, one night, kids, you get a Disney World. The next night, we're watching the Yankees Rays in Tampa, when we're going to stop by the Fan Duel Sports Bar across the street. You know, the big argument's been, you're not going to get Tampa, uh, Orlando fans to come over here. My ass. And not if it's a, only a 45-minute shot down I-4 and you get a casino, sports betting, and a brand-new stadium. I think that would attract a lot of people. Look how many Giants fans were in Ray J on Sunday.
1: Well, t- Tampa's always going to draw people because it has things to do. I mean, I don't care whether you go to Busch Gardens or you're going to go to the beach. um, You know, that's very attractive to be a sports fan of a northern team and say, you know, I can go down to Tampa this weekend and do about five things that will entertain me a lot and not get buried financially. And you hit it right on the head, Scotty. Look at the Lightning.
0: They haven't had an empty seat in five years, and they won't have in another five years. Vinick has bought every single piece of property. He's transformed downtown Tampa. You remember when you and Scotty, you and Jake did the remote during the, uh, the Lightning's Cup run. They had one bar. The one bar across the street was it. Yeah. And if it's been 50,000 every place, if you, if you haven't been there recently, there's about oh, 40 bars now because he owns that entire, and it's based around cruises, restaurants, bars, and hockey, and y- fun. And you know fun.
1: what? Sean, you, you can take the same ideas that a lot of us have had about the, the stadium being in that whole Ebor slash uh, entertainment district. And if you had like a people mover, you know, trolley cars or whatever that really goes from the end of Ebor all the way d- uh, to the uh, convention center. You know, you can share parking lots for different Absolutely. stadiums and venues.
0: That's it's awesome. limitless
1: I used to call how it. each entertainment venue can promote the other.
0: Mr. Rogers Trolley from Hell, I know about 10 years ago, it was a buck. And they'd pick you up right outside the hotel next to the Ice Palace and shuttle you right on into Sin City, 7th Avenue. And there's no parking. There's no worrying about cops behind you. You get on at 3 o'clock. It takes you right back to the door of your hotel, and boom. I mean, you can't beat that. You mix in a baseball stadium. You mix in, uh, uh, screw it. Take the shuttle all the way down I-4 to the casino. I mean, there's so much money there. And Vinnick and Sternberg, they're not dummies. You don't get to be a billionaire by being a dummy. You think yeah. there's more money in Portland, Oregon, Scotty, than Tampa, Florida? Well,
1: that's the thing. When, when, when people are saying, oh, you gotta, you got to move the baseball team, why would anyone move a baseball team away from an area that's just growing and growing all the time?
0: MLB does not want to lose the 13th need, biggest market in the, yeah, in the U.S. You need
1: eyeballs to make any franchise work. And uh, do you think you're going to find that in Montreal?
0: That being said, how funny was the Montreal? That th- there was nothing behind. It. There was nothing behind that other than uh, Sternberg putting the feet to the flames of Tampa Bay. Saying, well, and I love how he tried to shove it down the throat. with that press conference was just an all timer. He had no answers for any question. He said it's a great day for Tampa Bay. I'm. It's like saying I'm raping your mother. Isn't this wonderful? It's, no, it's not uh, a great day for her. you're taking our it, baseball team. It
1: goes about as well as when Art Modell. Answered the Cleveland question of why he was moving the team to Baltimore, and he answered, "I need to feed my family." I didn't go over that well <laughs> with uh, you know the hundreds of thousands of uh, workers, uh, dock workers, etc., that had been laid off. I remember when L- Latrell Sprewell said that. Remember when he had
3: that contract? Hold on, that was after he choked Kyle and he said, "I got to feed my family on this," and it was like a contract for whatever it was ten yeah. million dollars a year. Anytime a guy making millions talks about, you know, taking food out of my kids' mouths, I'm like, you must have a million kids because there's no I would food go, being taken out yeah. of my mouth. And I'd go
0: something. way out on a limb right. to say, I'll bet you, uh, Pete, just the or whatever is, uh, pretty strapped at this point. I'll go ahead and just lay even odds he's bankrupt. You
1: think? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, he's hanging
3: ha- out with Antoine Walker down on Skid Row. But speaking of, uh, mm-hmm.
0: A A holes. How about your A Brown of the Patriots? Not even a week goes by; they get rid of him, and the story's coming out about him. You know what did it for me? I guarantee how this is how it played out. Did you see uh, Belichick press conference right before the announcement was made? Was made? They were just peppering him and peppering him about Antonio Brown rape allegations. Is he going to play? What do you make of this? Is he going to play? Does it a bad look for the thing? And he said, "I'm not answering. I'm not answering. I'm not answering." He left the stage mid mid question, Doug. Within an hour, he was cut. You don't think he called Kraft and said, "Get this fucking guy out of here. We're not dealing well, with."
3: Well, apparently, what what broke the camel's back was this as alleg- a second allegation. How he was like menacing this woman, or he was not uh, just basically threatening her. i told you, and that, that story. was the end. That was the end of that was it. That, that was, was the
0: story of the woman he paid to paint a mural of him in his house, and she day two he comes down with with junk in his hand, and he goes, hey, "What's up?"
3: Well, actually, he had like a, a he, he had like a, a tissue. Or something, or a, uh, or, or a magazine, uh, walking, covering the area, was holding it in front of his genitals.
0: Doug tried and, uh, that once. He only had to use a wet wipe.
3: You
1: no, know, actually, I had to use a garage door. <laughs> 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 no, but Sean, the, the other day in, in the broadcast of, of the Bucks game, the Barber brothers were kind of alluding to the fact that what if this guy has an illness and he's there's a, a real sickness here? Uh, are we all looking kind of stupid? After the fact, if that does turn out to be the case, who, Antonio Brown?
0: Yeah. What's his sickness? Just being a pervert and a cheat?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: we could, uh, if being a pervert's a crime, I'm on death row. I mean, there'll be somebody doing 10 to 20. I'll I'll be fried after the show.
1: There's going to be an attorney somewhere arguing that case.
0: I guess so. But I think there are a lot of
3: NFL players who maybe tilt toward the the, sort of the bad or or, or bad side. But I think AB is one guy who just went overboard. And was just too much. How about they'll, a, they'll, they'll take bad boys in the NFL, but you can't be a fucking
0: I, a criminal. I think that, that Belichick, after that press conference, if, if he was on the fence at all, he called Kraft and said, "Get him out of here. Well, I'm not dealing with this shit." I mean,
1: Belichick. I mean, think of uh, He said, like, "I'm not going to go through this Hernandez bullshit anymore." Exactly, and it would have yeah, been day that. after
0: day after yeah. day after day. So, as good as a receiver as Brown was. He's that bigger, much of a detriment to the team. And how funny was it? Well, we, we may not play him at all. He might not play at all this Sunday. We're just working him in. Pass number one, two, three, four, touchdown. They didn't even target another receiver, Doug. Did you see that? I mean, it, it could have been a hell of a run because they, arguably the guy has been the most productive receiver the last five years in football. And then he comes out and he goes, you know, I'm not going to play in the NFL. Eh, they can't handle it. They're a bunch of hypocrites. They can cut you whenever they want. No, or they can cut you when you're an asshole. The stories that came out about this guy, he would hire these caterers for his parties. And here comes the paycheck, or the the bill, and he's like, I'm not paying you. Look, I got 20 million Twitter followers. That's enough payment for you. Get out of my house. He's just a bad guy, and he'll wind up broke, too.
3: But he got a lot of money, and apparently he's fighting the Patriots to keep his signing bonus because he trashed Kraft and, and his prostitution... Uh, a little affair down in Florida. So Jeez. the gloves are off with this guy.
0: The gloves are off for that handy down there, and I'm sure Kraft didn't want anything to do with it too, but the guy facing three or four or more potential sex allegation charges for a guy who did get a handy. I thought he had a 25-year-old hooker he married. Why is he out on the side? Deal. He
3: went to a rub-and-tug in well, South Florida. He, else go? Oh,
0: he bought a rub-and-tug live-in. Why has he got to go take it on the road? That's a horse of an colour, if you will. Speaking of which, here at the... uh Ozzy Empire Broadcast Center, Doug. A new client on the hallway. Stress relief. (laughs) Details to follow. (laughs) All right, so, Scotty, any uh, action this week? Let's see. We sit on a Tuesday. Who's Thursday Night Football this week?
1: Uh, I I know that there's a college game between these two undefeated teams, Navy and Memphis. Actually, Memphis is a team that might actually take a good look at as far as when you look into the Boises of the world. It may be a team that's not in a major conference that is pretty darn good. When you,
0: throw, when you put Navy and Memphis together, Scotty, you can pretty much throw away the record books. Absolutely. Because, I mean, this is just a <laughs> blood battle. Yeah. How great is it, though, that uh, the NCAA football, they've, they've, they've gotten out of the, just the Saturday games. You got action Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, as I like to call it, the Northern Illinois Network you well, might even get
1: some Friday loving. Uh, the thing amazing is the growth of college football from the eyeball standpoint over the last uh, couple decades. There was a time when they would never show games on Saturday night because nobody would watch them. That's now, crazy. all the original, th- the other a couple weeks ago, there was a game on Fox, on ABC, and on CBS at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night. It's I mean, that never would have happened. You know, ten years ago. And
0: just like we said, there's so many options now with digital uh, TV and radio and, and online everything. Literally, well, I cut the cable at my house. I got internet TV now. I get 700 channels. I get every Fox, every Fox, every without I shy of the NFL ticket. I get the Red Zone. But if there's a game being played, I'll find it somewhere. ESPN three, four, the yeah. Ocho, if you will. It, it's just a great time that we live in. You can, and if you're into fantasy sports or even, how about that? What do you think? Here's a question. I mean, I think of you every time I see it. What do you think of the Brent, Brent Musburger VSIN network when I was out in Vegas last fall I got out there and got to tour Brent wasn't there I'd love to met met him
1: Was this the handicapping network It's uh, the,
0: yeah it's called Vegas Insiders network. Yeah my brother
1: did, I has it on his, 7 his car TV on TV uh,
0: and audio it's yeah. a Brent Musburger and his son run it it's from yeah. the Southland Casino I think it is South Southland Casino One are the big big ones right there on the strip and it's 24/7 gambling as does Fox Fox got school. it's one it's a, during their daytime broadcast of stock shows and and, uh, insider trading, this and that. They've got, it's called Lock It In. It's the last show that all to get dedicated to sports gambling because as we I didn't really mention, if it does get passed, that means that you can bet on your phone. Screw going anywhere. You can bet on your phone legally because the second I don't have to spend or send my credit card across the sea to some third world country is good enough for me because it, it, it just scares me every time I do it.
1: Well it's, it's I, you know the, 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 the handicapping people do it because it's fun. Sure. It, it's, it's, it, it, it requires skill it, it, it requires if you're going to actually gamble, it requires money management. it requires discipline. There are a lot of things that are about character that are actually positives that are involved with gambling and people don't look sure. at
0: it. You have got well, I'm glad we uh, reconnected Scotty, because you have got to meet my girlfriend, the lovely l squared I turned around a fan duel. She apps a guy told me a long time ago, call her my show, Lucky Leo. He said he only makes money on two sports consistently Canadian football and beaver ball, which is WNBA. Yeah, my girlfriend, well, she's five figures deep to the plus side in WNBA because nobody plays it and there's so many angles and it's like a gimme every night. A gimme. So I look forward to coming over, rehooking up with you. We'll get together and watch some college football. You got to meet my, my, uh, I've turned things around. Life's, life's a funny story, isn't it, man? It is. You, uh, you, you, you got to ride the highs and you got to make it through the lows. And you can't be thinking that you're up here forever because get, guess what? It's like a roller coaster. It does come down, but guess what? It goes back up.
1: Uh, life can be very humbling. At the same oh. time, it can be quite rewarding. Exactly. And I think you got to be able to learn how to deal with success as Both well ends as failure. Of that.
0: Both ends of it, because you can you can fuck up going up or down. But because, I'll tell you what: if you've been down, you really enjoy it when you're back up on. Yeah, that.
1: and sometimes success creates failure, and sometimes it's failure that creates success. So right, you know,
0: I'm happy where I'm at. I, if to, if no one listened to this show, and I, it, it doesn't really matter to me because I love having an avenue and a voice to get myself heard, and I love hanging out with friends like you and Jake and and Doug sometimes, and uh, just having a, a, a place—it's basically a boys' room, a bar room, if you will that other people can, can zoom in on and, and uh, interact with
1: you know it was I know uh, back when uh, we were doing our, uh, to, our classes Tootelage. whatever but uh, you know I, I did mention to you about the importance of preparation for a show right. the, the one fear that a lot of people always have in radio was God I'm going to run out of things to say and uh, which I never was uh, that's why it's, it's nice to be able to vary away from just sports if you are uh, targeting that but
0: you, you can script out a show. I always have little, you know, bullet points. Sometimes I hit them. Sometimes I don't only hit a single yeah. one.
1: I mean, like the interesting thing about ESPN, and I was living in Connecticut at the time when it started. They originally wanted it was called the Entertainment and Sports Network. Sure. And they were going to have shows about Hollywood and uh, L.A. gossip. Just as they would have sports talk shows and things like that. That, which was, the, they have now. They that have was the design, and then they slowly kind of veered away from that.
0: They have the sports TMZ now. It's it's just guys coming out of restaurants, which is like uh, Bird Conry from the old Tattletales would come out. Um, just guys coming out of restaurants. Stupid as it may be, but it, it, that's the world we live in. People want to know what Tom Brady had for lunch and where uh, he went to dinner and yada, 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 or how much his wife spent on her nonsense so it's a crazy world we live in well scotty it well, has been i
3: just want to make one point talk about tom brady we're oh, out of time Sorry. everybody everybody talks about uh, the money he makes and, and giselle makes you know he's got an empire with that tb12 uh line of food and What's the hats? he is making hats food this guy is an empire he's making millions off of that so don't cry
0: for tom brady I'm I'm not crying for anyone, Evita. How what do you make of uh, 2025 when they're grooming their third draft pick failure as young Josh McDaniels takes over for Belichick and they're two and fourteen. And
3: it's seamless. People think there's gonna be a drop-off with the Patriots. If Josh McDaniels takes over, there won't be that much of a drop off in terms of Patriot mentality.
0: Based on what? <laughs> there's uh, Doug's argument to anything, Scotty. Based on what? Based on nothing other than. Tom, how is Tom Brady going to go to uh, what the the era of winning football is just going to remain a hue in the room?
3: No, they won't be going to the Super Bowl every year, but I don't think the team will drop off to the Bucks
0: have been the last 12 years. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend the Bucks. They've been shit for a decade. I'm just starting to see little pieces, little pieces you of better knew, football. You
1: knew though at the time when, when they t- when the Glazers were stupid enough to give up those all those draft picks for Gruden.
0: You know another a friend that I touched base with and I hadn't talked to in a while, would be Leo Haggerty. I get Leo on to break things down. He's still in the air. He's got he writes for an It Sports magazine, which is a, a website that's pretty informative. So I get his his takes on everything, and he, he had some interesting calls on the on the Buccaneers game as well. You can listen to that on JoeBucksFan.com. As you well, know, that's give me a little bit of a bump as well. buddy uh, doug's buddy up there ira coffin doug goes all the way up has lunch with ira who's their you know their big shot up there at joe bucks fan he's the face of the Joe job he's on the channel 13 pregame show i said oh yeah lunch with ira huh i go what does he say does he like my show i mean do i suck should i I pack it in he goes oh your name never came up you fucking asshole i said you could have just had there's only four people who work for the whole organization And you couldn't have even said, "Hey, if you heard my buddy Ozzy, does he suck? Should he kill himself? Uh, is he is he great? Is he horrible?" I didn't. Your name never came up.
2: <laughs>
0: How come he even mentioned you? I don't know because you didn't bring it up. Did you ever make- hear the Leo Haggerty
1: story with
0: WDAE? No, but there's it's got to be. I'm sure I haven't. It bears repeating. Um, Refresh my memory.
1: They, there was one of their sponsors, you know, had an ad on, and then as coming out of the break. I don't know whose show it was. It wasn't Doomig, I know that. But, uh, but they said, uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by Bomb Bomb Chevrolet. And so Leo Haggerty goes, boy, I bought a real lemon from that place. <laughs> Leo's a great guy. And you can see and Leo he, looking at
3: John Gruden wearing a suit saying, are you late for a court date? Yeah. Right. I, exactly. I heard
0: Leo's bra- so hacksaw voice. banned boys. by
1: the Bucks for coming to, to the... Uh, press conferences, and he's banned by DAE from ever coming in the air.
0: Well, that's what led to this, our current hookup. I heard a grinding hacksaw-like voice just peppering Aryans for about a two-week period at training camp, and I go, that only sounds like one guy. So I, I got a hold of my buddy Lee from Buck's oh. and I go, is that Leo Haggerty? He goes, yeah. I go, the ban must be lifted. So it's good to see Leo back in there, and it's good to be, more importantly, it's good to come, catch up with you, Scotty. It's been a uh, Treat having you down here, buddy. Now that you know where I'm at, hey, always an open door and always an open microphone. My yeah, and uh, you
1: know, never conditioning. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll watch the ball games too. It'll be better, believe it,
0: buddy. Scotty, great to see you. Doug, you as well. So check out the No Holds Barred podcast. You can get it on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Stricter, Spreaker, uh, Streaker, uh, Jerry Stringer, Jerry Springer. You see, Jerry Springer has a new court show out, but the the. the there's never been a better time to cut your cable company. My God, horrific. Just watch sports, drink orange beer, and listen to the No Holds Barred podcast and read Doug's uh, newspaper column that's printed now on a burial plot leaflet. I told Doug I subscribed to the paper, but it keeps blowing away every morning. It's so thin you could use it as a window. <laughs> it's a one-ply. All right, see you next time on the No Holds Barred podcast, only on the Aussie Radio Network.